Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of your favorite sports betting podcast. That's right. It is Jump the Sharp, and we have a special episode, dare I say, my favorite episode of the year in this short-lived, beautiful show that we do. Um, your host here, Brian Hollywood Hagen, and I would introduce my lovely and talented co-host, the Woodman David Woody. However, he is MIA. So sorry to say that, but we are uh, stacking the deck in his absence. <laughs> Thank you. Absence? Yes, yes. God damn it. Anyway, it was, you nailed it. That beautiful <laughs> voice right there. So we got two awesome, awesome co-hosts this week. Uh, if you w- listened to last year's show, the second annual, well, the first annual NFL draft prop special, uh, they are back again. And the uh, that fir- first beautiful voice you heard is our boy Luke Patrick from the All About Reality podcast at Fantasy Doc Ock on Twitter. Luke, what's up, my friend? Hollywood, so happy to be back with you, gentlemen. This really is my sweet spot. This was my first love. Uh, every year, my little brothers and I watch the draft. We get back together. My my daughters have started to put on NFL attire, watch the draft with me, make excuses to stay up late. Uh, let's stay up late tonight and try to pick some uh, win, win some folks some money, right? I'm like down with that. Day. Big time. Big time. And the other beautiful gentleman here, as you know him as Muscles Marinara, the my booze dealer, if you will, or at least craft beer dealer for the most part, but is Russell at uh, Fifth Floor Felons on on Twitter. What's up, big man? What's up? How is uh, how you guys doing? Uh, We're doing excellent, man. How excited are you for the NFL draft, brother? I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I wait every year. I wait every year for it. And, you know, the end of the NFL season is always sad. But it's only, you know, it's only a month or so before things start kicking into gear with pro days and everything. And then, you know. It's only a couple USFL weeks to get yeah, through. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. That we all love. But uh, Go Philadelphia Stars? Sure. Sure. I had a pennant on my, in my room as a kid at the Philadelphia Stars. I never fucking knew who they were. But uh, now I do. And apparently they're terrible. Which would explain the condition of the pennant that I had it in as well. Um but yes, it is time to get into the draft prop special. But one thing that we always like to do, and my better half not being here, this is a very somber, bittersweet moment, but nevertheless, it still is America's favorite segment. And that is called What Are We Drinking? And what kind of host would I be if I let off here? Uh, let's go with Luke. What, what, what's going down your gullet as we do this awesome episode? Well, let me talk to you about a chocolate milk stout, if I might, oh. tonight. Uh, coming to us out of the Four Hands Brewing Company in St. Louis, Missouri, which I believe means uh, Holy Ark or something. Uh, agree or to St. Louis. If you, oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> never mind. Uh, uh, so, nonetheless, yes, it, it, it's outstanding. Um, and it really, it has like actual authentic cacao nibs is how they, they get you. Uh, and yeah. it's, it's, it's always the like, nibs. Yeah, it's always the nibs. So yeah. it's it's delightful, though. I really I love me a good stout, and uh, this one does the trick. I'll tell you what, somebody's oh, he did it too, and I talked over it like a jet bag. What an asshole! What's but, uh, what's the ABV on that, Luke? Yeah, here we go. I knew muscles would get into it. I saw that you got uh, the people's yes. eyebrow up when you said uh, chocolate milk milk stout. This dude's interested. Uh, we're looking at five point five. Is that what you're looking for? Oh, uh, the easy drinking beer. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. 
Isn't it crazy how the craft universe, craft beer universe has changed 5.5% to easy drinking? It's, it's like, oh, oh, 5.5, pussy. You know, not really. It's a chocolate milk stout. You don't want, you don't, actually, you probably don't want to be swilling them. Yeah. Is it thick? You know what? It's not. It's a little smoother, uh, not as, uh, not as thick. And it really does, you know, oftentimes I go for these milk stouts and find myself disappointed because I'm like, I could just be drinking a Guinness right now. And, uh, but this one, (laughs) this one is, uh, this one's delightful. So. And mussels. I can't imagine what, I mean, that could have been a segue. I don't know what you're putting down the hatch, but it could have been a segue because you are a Guinness master, but well, what do you have? I'll give you a good segue. Luke's got the four hands and I've got the tired hands. Oh, yes. got, what is, so what I have got, you been doing recently? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> drinking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all. Okay. Let's hear about it. What uh, are you anyway, drinking? I got, this, drinking? Uh, I got, I got uh, this one called dispensary punch. It's All an right. oak fermented double IPA with New Zealand hops and uh, Nelson Savon and Oteka. Look so, at this. Oteka, you at sip. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Here we go. Let's... Oh, Ooh. baby. My that man. Was, he nailed that. That he is how it that. should have sounded. And yeah, this is, that's how yours sounded when I don't talk over it. I apologize. This is a double IPA. It's nine point eight. So Oof. have a day. See an easy drinking beer. It's a, drinking. until it gets to ten percent. It's easy drinking in my book. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and actually, Muscle Marinara. We shared one. Uh, I believe last was it last night? Did I see you yesterday? Yes, I think it did. Well, I'm just gonna continue that then. Uh, talk about pussies. I got a four point two percent ABV brawler from our boys at Yards Brewing Company. Uh, it's just so good, isn't it? It's a, such just, a good beer. Have you had this beer? No, and I'm I'm intrigued just by the name. What yeah, are we it's talking? Got, got a couple old school. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, old school members in the squared circle going at it. One's got horns, by the way. One's got real tight pants. But it's Brawler Champion Ale. Technically, it's a full name uh, by Yards. I, it's hey, it says perfect for when you want to go a few rounds. And we're gonna go about ten at least in the mock. But let me do the. Uh, I'm gonna do this again. Unfortunately, I don't have the the, the can. Here we go. So I gotta go ahead and pour myself some brawler as we go, but that's what we're drinking. And as I make a pour and toast to you, fine gentlemen, for this beautiful week that we have approaching us, I uh, just want to ask a question, Russell. Why is this night so exciting for us? Because I always loved it growing up, but it seems like the last five to ten years has really put this over the top as my favorite night of the year. Why is it so exciting for you? Well, I think it's probably your favorite night because you and I usually hang out together and watch it. It's my always my favorite. I do night say so it. myself. That's probably wow. why. This dude Talton, you want to talk about tired hands? You get me and Russell together. Excuse me. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, I've been watching. I've been watching religiously since high school, and I mean, I love it. I love catch the following the prospects. Now, in my younger years, I used to follow college football more, so I used to be able to. I knew the guys coming in and then getting to the right. draft. Um, it was like a reverse. You knew them before they got the NFL. Now, you know, more after the fact. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I mean, it's, it's always, it's the, uh, the season of change, you know, it's like, big it's, time. it's a good opportunity. It's your first opportunity in like the new year to add someone to your team other than free agency, you know, a young, exciting player, ideally. Yeah. You know, 
I wish and, I had the I wish I had a, a Scorpion's Winds of Chains drop right now and some whistling to go with it. But I'll whistle right on over to Luke. And let me ask you a question, the same kind of question, but as you who does the All About Reality podcast and runs the RSO leagues, uh, is one of the reasons maybe why I like it and everybody else, it's because you're kind of like an acting general manager in a way. It's a job that us football nerds would would love to have. But is is that one of the reasons why we like it so much? I think it is. And I think it comes down to the fact that we've seen that even the best general managers are functionally a coin flip away from being terrible at their job. And so, (laughs) and it really makes us, you know, truthfully, when I talk to competent friends and it, it just, it's invigorating to be around guys that care about it. And we, we can make informed commentary and, Right. This isn't like this isn't like the draft when we were little. This isn't just Mel Kiper offering commentary. Now we can dig deep beforehand. Sure. We 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 have accuracy ratings of a multitude of drafters across the range. And we yeah, we we can get into it. We can really consider like what what is this gonna do for our real teams? How is this gonna infuse our fantasy teams with some new fun players? Like these are all these are all great reasons, but as much as Russ jokes, I think it it brings us together right we can hit each other up we can be like something new is going on and oh, we yeah. all need something new um and and this feels like everything's back right it feels like there's going to be people there it feels like these kids are going to be hugging old goodell like it feels like we're the real world is back at us you know absolutely as well put yeah like i can't just go to my my fucking daughter's bus stop and just talk to all the dads there about you know this guy that came out of georgia nicobe dean or something like that they're not going to know who he is it's good to be around us kind of enthusiasts or, or for lack of a better term because savants. We can bounce savants as luke put it yeah it's very well well put um it's very exciting to be able to shoot the shit and hopefully everyone here listening would either a be a savant already and wants to just hear like-minded folk or two would like to savant dive in a little bit more than they are however this is a betting podcast and that's what we're going to do we want to get a little I, li- I, I, I my hand up i listened back to our our first ever annual uh nfl draft prop special a little a little, little prep going into the show and i was like you know what i don't think we did enough just diving into the props as much now granted every pick that we mock is technically a prop bet who we would you know, maybe look into trying to get some value on. However, uh, we want to definitely dive into some concrete props. And we're going to be giving you nine props in this show, along with all of our mocks. And to be honest with you, I did a shit ton today. And I just might go ahead and give you my whole rundown, or at least uh, the meat and potatoes of it. But before we start on our 10, we're going to do the top 10. Um, because even, you know, the the... The, the people coming by just saying, oh, let me let me just tune in for the draft a little bit here. They're going to know maybe first five, ten. But after ten, eh, not, not too much. You know, it's throwing a dart kind of deal. So instead of going to 16, we did the first half. We'll just do ten because it's, it's the, the cream of the crop. So we'll see how this flows between our three minds. But I want to make a, a weird analogy to 2021 draft. And Luke, I want your take on this because the, the draft last year seemed to kind of be more stud based. It seemed like it was holy fuck. First of all, we, we, we knew who the 
first two picks were going to be. Second year in a row, we knew the draft didn't start to pick three. We already knew one and two were, but it had the name power. Some might say this year's doesn't, probably because it's not a quarterback-laden draft. That's probably the biggest reason. But would you agree that last year was more studs? It didn't really start to pick three. I totally agree. And even further than that, didn't it feel like we knew who the 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 elite stud was at each of the relative positions? True, too, right? We we walked in. We didn't think anyone was going to sniff Jamar Chase. We didn't think anybody was going to sniff Kyle Pitts, and rightly so. They lived up sniff to the building. Kyle's Pitts. Yeah, that's correct. That's yeah. you, you heard that correctly. So, <laughs> um, no, yeah, yeah, but it it turned out right actually, and it speaks to both. I think the evaluators getting wiser and. I think even some of the places that I went wrong, uh, like I valued the the tackles more than Jamar Chase, for example, the, the real NFL did. I, I think we're starting to see, you know, maybe we can't walk away from guys that just have the wow factor. And this year, it's going to be all over the board because no one blew away NFL it's, talent yeah. scouts that way. So, Russ, one thing I tried to do this year is like I kind of just looked back and was like, well, fuck, of course they picked him. They needed him. Like, honestly, none of us pegged Waddle to go to the Dolphins at six. And it's like, yeah, of course that makes sense. It just really fit their scheme. Like, why did none of us even think of that? And um, I I, I looked at the rundown for this, the first 10 at least, and was just kind of seeing who I could see in that jersey. Like, what kind of perspective have you taken on this mock going in? On the on this year's mock on, on the one we're gonna do our top ten like did you did you take because we did it last year too have you changed any 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 thought process because to me it was just like who do I see in a jersey who do I think they kind of need I'm not necessarily saying oh it says they need this guy so they're picking them or it's a no tackle and those are so coveted I'm just saying yeah I could see him there yeah I just feel like this year's dra- this year's draft is a lot more unpredictable uh absolutely uh in, in in those ways like you said we knew the top two last year but even last year with three uh we thought uh san francisco they trade up to three yeah, yeah they did. and then yep. they took lance yep. yeah they took lance but we knew it was either lance or it could, it could be fields or it could have been mac jones we knew it was going to be a quarterback and then we knew we you know and then atlanta was they took kyle pitts but we thought you know there's a chance they could take Jamar Chase. There's a chance they could take Panay Sewell. Right, right. Um, yeah, this year is even year more. It feels that. like there's there's no elite, elite like obvious number one pick. And I mean that's you know I mean from what I've seen as far as the the betting odds, uh, it seems like if you were in early enough on who's number one or who's number two, you may have gotten better value or you may have been able to sprinkle on different guys. Cause I mean, for as long as I've been following this year's draft, I've seen everyone from Trayvon. Yeah. Uh, Trayvon, Aiden Hutchinson. I've seen Kayvon Thibodeau early on was a I've high, seen, high end. I've seen Evan Neal, the tackle Neal. from Alabama. I've seen Iguano. Uh, yeah. So, right. Exactly. So, I mean, you could have, this is kind of refreshing, you know, you know, in a way, as for, unfortunately for our job that we want to do tonight, like it's not necessarily a great spot to be in, but that's the fun of it. Let's have a good fucking time and put a couple of brewski tooths back and, and start this shit up. So without further ado, let's rock and roll a 10 player mock draft uh, right quick. We're going to do the top 10. And unfortunately, there's two teams that show up twice here. So it's not really spreading around the NFL too much. But nevertheless, we're going to see what we can hit. Um 
last year, I know Luca had fun with a little trade action. Guys, feel free if that's the way you want to go and all. But uh, let's go ahead and do it up. So the first overall pick, Jacksonville Jaguars. And our boy, Doug Peterson at the helm now. Uh, what does he do, Luke, for his first pick as a head? I mean, I know it's not his job. I believe it's Trent Balky is the GM there. But what do they do, I should say, for uh, pick number one of the 2022 draft? I got over my skis last year trying to read too much into the, right? the front office situations and things. But I, I can't help myself again. Trent Balky's job has to be on the hot seat. There's all these this smoke coming out that he loves Trayvon Walker. I don't buy it. I'm going to just tell you right away. I think it's still Aiden Hutchinson. He's a character player. He's a high motor player. Uh, that's who I think is going to go number one. I just think he's he's the closest they can come to a can't-miss pick at a premium position. Russell, who you got? I've got uh, – I actually went the other way. I took Trayvon Walker. You know, it's – they've – he and Aiden have flip-flopped back and forth on the odds favorites for the number one pick. And right now, Trayvon Walker's sitting at minus 200, at least on FanDuel. Insane, so. isn't it? It's just crazy how it's been back and forth. I also have Trayvon Walker. And, and my reasoning is more along the lines of uh, – you know, like you said, you don't want to look too far into it. Trent Balky has a history with uh, – uh, Jim Harbaugh there as a Michigan head coach, a, a former San Francisco head coach. And they didn't get along too well. And a part of me thinks that he's like, I'm not fucking taking one of Harbaugh's boys. Like, seriously, I can see that there's still primitive people here running the NFL team. So they, they, they hate each other. They're, it's just like the, the, the gridiron, even the front office still cutthroat. He ain't going to pick a, a, a Jim Harbaugh prospect but nevertheless i'm gonna go trayvon walker which is insane because weeks ago wouldn't even have sniffed top five a month ago not top 10 two months ago not top 15 it's unbelievable i don't know if we've seen somebody raise so quick to the odds on favorite uh within a week's time or two weeks time betting wise or just in general i mean this is off the cuff and i apologize for this but any of you guys do you remember anybody that has just kind of snuck up like this that hasn't been like I know we said the other ones were definite. It was Lawrence and Wilson. The year before that was uh, – who was the first overall pick, Russ? Because then it was Chase Young, right before Chase Young. Uh, it was Joe Burrow, right? Joe Burrow, right, exactly. My, no wonder I forgot him. I can't stay – no, I'm kidding. He got my respect. But I don't remember another guy that has jumped up to number one after being arguably a mid-first-round mid pick. Do you guys uh, remember? I would say I would say someone that was I don't think that he was he wasn't going to be a mid first round pick but he was he was I was not up until the very end he was not considered uh, the favorite until they signed or they like signed him was uh, Mario Williams uh, back oh, in right, like right, right. two thousand yep, four or five right you know, the year Reggie Bush came out yeah you know, everyone thought Reggie Bush was going to be the right. first overall pick. And then, you know, the Texans came out of nowhere and signed Mario Williams. And, right. you know, you could argue, argue either way that it was a that was the right pick, you know, or the wrong pick. Yeah, neither of um, them really but, panned out to their full yeah. potential. But. I mean, he was he was he was good. And, and Bush had a long career. Bush had a long career, you know, like, oh, no, he did. like an underrated yeah, he was, long career. He, he was, yeah, he was satisfactory, I would say, as, as compared to what people thought he would be. Now, Luke, as he's bringing us up. It just had had me think about it. Could Trayvon Walker kind of have that same uh, arch for or lack thereof for his career? Because Mario Williams was probably a, a top ten pick, but then he got boosted up to number one and was taken number one. 
Trayvon Walker, kind of same. And Mario Williams, I would say, performed like a top 10 pick in, in his career, but not a first overall pick. Could this same thing happen with Walker? I suspect so. And it, as when we try to break this stuff down, right, and I don't know about you gentlemen, my first love is is the NFL. So I, I only watch these kids usually in relationship to whether or not they're playing Notre Dame or whether or not they're uh, like going to be NFL players. Right. And the interesting thing for me is that like, I mean, for example, Walker got six of his nine and a half sacks at, at when Georgia beat Alabama for the national title. That's awesome. Great. Awesome. Wow. But, but what are we talking about here? Like that, that is one game, right? Like the kid played out of his mind at the high, the best stage. I love kids that do that, but you're, you're gambling an awful lot on, um, on a defense that he had a lot of other guys taking the pressure off him. And in Jacksonville, they're going to be able to key on him. And these are going to be grown men keying on him. And right. I, 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 I don't know. I guess I, I would like to see, I would have liked to see more. And I just, I distrust scouting the helmet and I'm, I'm afraid that's happening with Trayvon Walker a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, first of all, I have him as my first overall. Would I take him first overall? No, I wouldn't, but um, let's see who Luke likes second overall and see if he bounces back with Trayvon Walker because he took Aiden Hutchinson first. Detroit Lions on the clock. Luke, who, where are they heading? I do go that way. And this okay. was the hardest one for me uh, out of everything. But again, I'd said I'm not going to try to read into who's right. making the decisions in Detroit. I just thought uh, for the, all the reasons you guys could probably offer me why he should be the top over or why he could be the top over pick, he certainly meets the need at a premium position when there's not premium players like a quarterback to draft right. Excellent. Russell, so are you bouncing back with the the same, you know, the reverse of what he said? You got the guy from Ann Arbor. Is he just going down the street to Detroit, Aiden Hutchinson? Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, yeah, me uh, too. You know, I think that, you know, he's arguably the arguably the top player in the draft. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, it's easy. It's close to home. You know, Detroit, uh, you know, the, the people, the uh, scouts and whatever from Detroit had a front row seat to seeing him play all the time and you know high motor you know yep for me for me with these two picks i think it's it's more important for jacksonville to this sounds strange but like not get it wrong like yeah I no sure suspect that trayvon walker or aiden hutchinson either way you go will be a uh i don't think they're dud. a threat of a dud yeah. But they have to be they have to not mess up and yeah. you know just you know the, I mean Jacksonville, you know, they need to get a pick right. Dude, what's crazy about this on sportsbettingdime.com, you have you know just the odds for each pick. Now the first pick, uh they have Walker at minus 220 and Hutchinson at plus 160. Um and on for second pick, they have Hutchinson at minus 125. Thibodeau at plus 200 and Walker at plus 500. That is interesting right there. I don't understand that by any means because if Walker, I'll be shocked if Walker falls to three, but could this be a thing where he actually just ends up falling back to his original scouted slate and all of a sudden he's a late, you know, his eight, nine, 10 kind of pick, but not as far as we're concerned. We'll tell you that right now. However, things are probably about to get a little fun and pick up here. I'm going to go to Russell this time. And for Houston Texans, picking third overall. Who is a new Texan on 
Thursday night, Russell. Who do they pick third? I have the Texans taking Kayvon Thibodeau. All right. Uh, another, you know, another, another of the defensive end edge rush uh, class. Uh, you know, he's a, uh, he's, you know, was arguably, you know, as the process was going on, he was considered to be um, arguably the top prospect. Before the year started, he was, you know, when I looked at the waterfootball.com mocks and all that, it was Kayvon Thibodeau. About four weeks into the year, it was Kayvon Thibodeau. About six weeks, eight weeks, Thibodeau. And then by the time the end of the year showed up, Hutchinson, Hutchinson, Hutchinson. Yeah, I, some, some, you know, rumors came out that he, that he was unmotivated or had um, you know, performance issues. Um, Have you seen an interview with this dude recently? No, but I hear that he is like he has his own podcasts. He strange is very cat, into like man. he's really into uh, himself, like crypto, crypto, and other things like that, which is fine. Like you know, he's trying great. to start his own brand. He's doing some crypto. Follow me here and be a part of this group. And he's but he's just really he's kind of like a like a dickhead almost. Like he's big time cocky, like crossing his legs while interviewing like if i'm a gm and i got you in for the interview at, at the combine you're sitting there crossing your legs and squinting at me when i'm talking you're like really you're gonna ask me that kind of question like i don't know he's just that kind of cat so he would personally fall down the board big time for me but he's still got that ruthless approach um luke what do you think does he fit the mold for you there for houston he does not i'm gonna shuffle it up a little bit with ikem ekwanu all right the, 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 Literally named apparently like some there's some connection to the icky shuffle, which is great in his life. Um, but he I did not know that he on the flip side of it at the six foot seven, 337 pound kid is apparently an upstanding, high caliber, high character, um, intelligent football player. And yes. Houston has to be Casario like wants to get out of the business of divas. Um, that's the only reason I, I actually do think Kayvon Thibodeau is more talented all the smoke out of every person in the draft process that that has been reputable in the past really agrees with your assessment of that kid like i, I he doesn't seem like bad to me to like i'm good for him getting in the crypto i'm glad that yeah, he wants sure. a life outside of football i think we should laud these kids for like thinking outside it but that's not what these old school nfl guys want and, and uh, I, I gotta admit i'm a little old school at heart and i get it like i'll give everybody a shot don't get me wrong but sometimes you know Sometimes first impressions mean a lot, but then again, it's not just a first impression anymore when you just see it over and over and over again. I'm yeah, just, yeah. He just comes off like a smelling his own shit kind of deal or lack thereof. But nevertheless, I'm going to go ahead and make this the first pick that we are all in disagreement here. Um, I and, and you just made a great point there, Luke. I do think that they are looking to get away from their normal mold here. I th I actually had Thibodeau as this pick for a little while, and I changed it um, recently. And it was because I thought, oh, well, Thibodeau, well, you could just feel like the J.J. Watt spot. It's Houston. They're going to love that. You know, they'll get back into their trying to make the playoffs. Oh, wait, what did they do every time they made the playoffs with J.J. Watt? They fucking lost. You know, maybe that's not the way they're going to go here. There's a guy with some mad talent that I think, that uh, they're going to love to have there. Lovey Smith is going to love to have, no pun intended. And that's Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati, the cornerback. Uh, I, I, I like this kid. I actually, he's not my favorite cornerback in the draft, but I think that everybody else thinks so. And I'm not picking who I would take. I'm picking who I think the teams will take. And uh, he's just a, a pretty damn good shutdown corner, hasn't given up a touchdown in basically his whole fucking career as a corner at Cincinnati. Um, 
to me, it's one of those guys who wasn't necessarily tested enough to get that kind of a read on him as being a third overall, but I do find him going very high in his draft, and he's actually going to be brought up again a little later. So uh, let's see if where he falls on Luke and Russ's fourth pick. Does he make yeah. an appearance? Let's see. Before we go, to, before okay, we go, go to the fourth pick, I really think, uh, uh, I really think, you know, similar to to last year, like we were talking about, I think that things really, the draft really kicks off at the third pick. And I did, I was filling out the mock draft, and I had Thibodeau, I had Sauce, I had Kyle Hamilton go to the Texans in different scenarios and just trying to play around and see what it would look like. And, and, uh, and you know, it's, I just don't know what they're going to do. I really no, don't know what so they're going to do. It's so exciting, man. It is. It's really it is. fun. And they certainly could use, you know, an offensive tackle like Aquano. Sure. Um, they could use a shutdown corner like Sauce. They could use a, you know, edge rusher like Thibodeau. They could use all of them. Lucky Brooks from the NFL uh, NFL Network had his mock going on just as we started this program. Um, and his number one pick as of right now, so two days before the draft, is Equano. You know, so it's, yeah. So it's incredible the way shit can just change and the way people who are in the know, the routes they take to make their decisions. But let's see, people who aren't in the know but have a good idea what we're talking about. The New York Jets are on the clock. I'm going to go back to Russell again to see what he thinks that the uh, the Jets and Joe Douglas of uh, Eagles alumnus will do here. Well, I'm going to follow right at, right where you did. I have the uh, Jets tank Socks Gardner. Uh, you know, arguably. I think the if he's there, best. they take him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, arguably the best defensive uh, defensive back uh, in the draft. Obviously, you know, heralded for shutting down you know everyone that he faced. I agree with you, though, as far as, like, what was the competition like playing for Cincinnati, yeah. you know? I mean, obviously, at the end of the year, they got to play, you know, some of the bigger and better teams. Yeah, they got the shit beat out of them. You know, Bama beat the piss out of them. Luke, what do you think? You you going around along the sauce train here? I am. Throw, throw all right. Sauce in the mix. So, yeah, I think we are all simpatico there. I think that's absolutely right. The only thing I would add is the from the team side uh, – Salad made his hay with a really great defense, and he's going to start stocking that up at some point uh, for the Jets. For true. And that's why I do actually have Thibodeau going here um, to the Jets. So no, I'm not going to necessarily wax more on that, uh, but I do believe that they need some defensive help. And I could see them going O-line as well, but uh, and Gardner as well. But um, I think the, that they're going to go Thibodeau because Gardner's off. If they have the choice, say an O-line goes to Houston, if they have the choice between Thibodeau and Gardner – what do you guys think? Luke, what, what, what do you think they would do? Well, keep in mind, Thibodeau falls later on my board, so I think so. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. So you yeah, think yeah. that they would go Gardner. Russell, yeah, yeah. who do you think they would pick between the two? Uh, from the people that I have heard talk about the Jets, uh, they are convinced that they'll probably take Thibodeau if he's available. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk more about that proposition a little bit later. Right now, we go to the other uh new york team aka new jersey team the new york giants at five uh i'm gonna start this one out because i just want to get him off the board since he's already been taken by luke earlier i have vicky iguanu going offensive lineman out of nc state to the giants at five now luke you have us on the edge of our seat we want to know who you got the new york football giants taking 
Well, we're still in the same position group. Evan Neal is who I have okay. slotting in here. I think he's going to, um, yeah, he's just, they're going to draft uh, again the helmet a little bit. He faced high level competition. The Alabama tackle goes to the Giants. Man, Andrew Thomas on one side, Evan Neal on the other, Russell. Look at that shit. Jesus, yep. I'm going to fuck yep. with them. Uh, how about you, Russell? Uh, well, in my mock, considering Sauce went to the Jets at four, I think the Giants pull the trigger because. The next pick, Carolina, is kind of the wild card. I know yes. it's a wild card pick, it, whether it's a trade out or trade in or, you know, whatever. So I have the Giants in my mock draft at five, taking Derek Stingley Jr. Wow. All right. All right. And, well, I mean, I'm... he was, he was, you know, a few weeks ago, he was, you know, considered, I think, honestly, between eight and 15. And then he had his pro day and, you know, Hit it out the park, and then he's my he... favorite corner in the draft. I know he, he was tremendous as a freshman. It's been hurt the last uh, last season, last couple seasons, I believe. And I just think I'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, I just think that this guy's got the raw talent, and he looks like a fucking NFL player, big time. So I wouldn't be shocked by that. Uh, I do think he's the best corner in the draft. But uh, now it's time to have some fun, like you said, Russell. This is probably when the party's going to get to after everybody's already done the, the Apache dance and we're re- willing to get loaded and just say whatever the hell you want to anybody because Carolina's going to say some weird shit if they stick at six. I think they probably are the biggest trade back opportunity within the first 10 picks here. But we'll, if that doesn't happen, I'm interested to see what kind of scenario Luke has him going with here. It's interesting you say that. I, I too agree. This is where I think the dance starts. And I think there is a trade here. And I think they've been doing everything they can to appear ambiguous about what they want to do in order to right. signal that. Um, uh, but I think at the end of the day, another guy that just impressed throughout the entire process. I don't necessarily think he's this caliber of prospect, but this is still a quarterback league. They need a quarterback. They need excitement in that fan base. I would love to see TJ, DJ Moore per, like, on a personal note, I would just love to see that kid finally have a quarterback that would yeah. try to throw him the ball. So, yeah, Malik Willis is making an appearance here much earlier than I anticipated a quarterback. But I think I just think it's rare at this day and age that we see any quarterback like a, a draft to go without a quarterback in the top 10. He's the only one that reasonably gets there in my mind uh, in terms of upside. Yeah, once again, this is an illustration of what I think will happen. Um, Russ, I'm just going to take this now because I'm just mirroring that. I have them taking Malik Willis as well because I think that Matt Rule is in the position. I Look, Kenny Pickett out of uh, Pittsburgh probably makes more sense as far as a Matt Rule offense, but I think they need they, – look, he, he came into Carolina – looking like a genius from everywhere he was at to temple. Then he went to Miami and what was it? Where else? Texas tech, where Baylor, Baylor. Um, and last year kind of made him look a little dopish. You know, it just, he just didn't look like an NFL ready coach all of a sudden. And I think they need a spark. They don't need Kenny Pickett there. I think this would be a pick that will ultimately doom them, believe it or not. Um, and, but I think that they're not thinking like that. They want to make a sexy pick, get their fan base excited again, Sam Darnold is not the sexiest thing in the world, um, literally. But uh, <laughs> Malik Willis is is my pick, uh, quarterback out of Liberty, all being uh, said that Carolina stays there. Russell, what do you got? Uh, I, too, have a quarterback, quarterback but uh, I am taking Kenny Pickett. All right. And I'm taking uh, Kenny Pickett Makes more sense, because I think. Of, uh, I think he would fit better in Matt Rule's offense. If you bring in Malik Willis and he struggles – 
uh, he, and he struggles, doesn't develop. Struggling. Yeah. <laughs> Been waiting. Struggles coming, coming in. I mean, you know, Rule's going to lose his job anyway. I think right, the exactly. owner, owner Dave Tepper is from Pittsburgh. I'm, mm. I'm guessing on that connection because Kenny Pickett uh, was went to Pittsburgh, and uh, that's that's what I'm going with a more pro. I don't want to say pro style, range, offense. Pro style yeah. offense. Yeah, yes. for sure. I could see that. Now, can I ask you guys a question here? Because like I said, this is where the fun happens in my mind. And I don't want to gum up your, us banging through these picks. But this is the one where I say, if I'm Carolina, would I rather gamble on Pickett or Malik? Or would I rather like get a fired up Baker Mayfield with a third round or fourth round pick later and then take, say, the top wide receiver in the draft here or take on my board. Obviously there's still a great, great players like Stingley and Kayvon Thibodeau who have already gone off your boards. Like it seems to me that I would rather have that scenario, take one of the premier talents and then gamble on Baker, who I think actually oddly enough is, is less risky perhaps than, no, than I, one of these two. I agree. I mean, I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan at all. However, it's more or less of his personality uh, than his, uh, prowess at the quarterback i think he's a very I, I think he's proved that he's an nfl quarterback for sure and he could lead a team to the playoffs and to me in my fantasy gm head for a football team i'm always kind of a trade back guy or a get as many assets guy and i get the boom or bust picks are the ones that really can make your franchise um but to me personally i don't think malik willis is a nfl quarterback i just don't I think Kenny Pickett is well more apt to be an NFL quarterback. So what would I rather have, I guess, by what you're saying? Would I rather have a Baker Mayfield and a Kayvon Thibodeau, or would I rather just have Kenny Pickett? Um, that's tough. It is a tough question. I do think Kenny Pickett is the best quarterback in this draft. So um, I don't know. That's, that's a 50-50 to me. I would, just based on my own being, I would rather just have more assets. And I don't. If I think my job is safe and I don't foresee us making a significant run at an NFC championship or a Super Bowl in the next two years, then I would take Baker on for a couple of years and just see what happens and just rack up some talent until then. But one you never thing, know. Something, go ahead. Sorry. One more thing to think about with Carolina also is that they have this first pick at six, but then they don't have a pick until the fourth round at pick 32 yeah. in the fourth round. Right. So, you know, like you 132, kind of, right? I, I don't know what the overall yeah. number is, but you know, like the you know, one of the last picks in the fourth round. Uh, so I mean, this is you know, you're kind of saying this is this is our draft is this person, and I mean, yeah, it's, it's pick one thirty seven. So they have six and one thirty seven. If you don't <laughs> take a quarterback, then you're saying, well, we're going to run it back with either Sam Darnold or you know Cam Newton, or if you trade, if you can trade for Baker Mayfield, I mean, how much better is Baker? than Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis in the end. Well, it's the difference. It's kind of like uh, what you make a, you know, uh, you just want to do a baked chicken. Okay, throw some salt and pepper. Oh, well, I like seasoned salt on that bitch. Oh, yeah, well, I like lemon lemon garlic. Well, I put a little bit of, uh, you know, dash on that shit. You know, it's just a matter when it comes to that kind of stuff. However, the the more seasoning might be for the long run. You know, the salt and pep might be the Baker Mayfield. I'll take the, the seasoned salt. Let me start brand new and try and have a rookie come in. So, honestly, to answer your question, if I gun to my head, I'd probably just stay put and take Kenny Pickett. Okay. I have them taking Willis. You, you do as well. I just think that's the way they would go. But I like Kenny Pickett. I actually 
think Sam Howell's the second best quarterback in this draft, but that's another story. If we I mean, if I'm it. if I'm a Carolina fan, I'm kind of kind of vomiting at the fact that like we have yeah, to it's take a pretty a brutal situation. Underrated, uh, like a uh, you know a quarterback so high, but that's the name of the game in the NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, the, the, every the, year it's kind of, it's, the Flyers had the same deal. They finally were the worst team in the league, and then they got the one draft where there were no prospects. You know, they couldn't get the 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 Patrick Kane or the Connor McDavid. They got shit to do with a concussion before he even got drafted. Whatever. Anyway, um, I'll get off of that. Next, stop me if you heard me talk about him already a couple minutes ago. The New York Giants are back on the clock. Pick number seven. And this is going to be an interesting one, I think, here. Uh, Russell, what do you think the football Giants pick on their seventh piece here? Well, on my mock draft, I obviously had them taking Stingley at five. And now right. I have them taking Icky Aquano. Just like oh, uh, interesting, you know, Luke did at five. So uh, you know, I followed. I followed that thought, and the you know, I picked. No, him. I had him at five. He had Icky at. Uh, I had him up at three. three. Houston, oh, yeah. All right. So um, it, w- w- okay, if we could bet on this, Icky will go at a odd number pick. Okay, put it on the board. Yes. <laughs> Luke, who's going to the Giants their second time around? Again, this is a name you guys have already tossed out. I just went with the best defensive player still mm-hmm. available on the board, Kayvon Thibodeau to the Giants at Yeah, seven. and they'll probably be very happy with that. I think, honestly, if he goes to a New York team, that'll probably be best for him, too. He'll probably he'll probably put his best foot forward in an environment like that. Um, and to be great be clear, for good morning football. It would be. And to be clear, I think Russ's intelligence might be right. I think if Kayvon Thibodeau goes at four to the Jets, then I would just swap my picks. I think Sauce goes here. So like either yep. way, I think those two picks, these two guys slot in one way or another to the New York teams. Right, right. Yeah, the Giants, have, the Giants are I'm definitely sorry, ta- I'm sorry, the Giants are definitely no, no. taking uh, offensive tackle with one of the two. It's just a matter Disagree, of... Disagree, Russell. Oh, no, wait, I did... No, I'm sorry. I had him taking Icky. I'm sorry. I, I was talking about this one. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm just getting ahead of my... I'm excited about this one. First wide receiver off the board, the New York Giants take Garrett Wilson out Ooh. of Ohio State. Um, they're going into this season with Daniel Jones, barring anything crazy. And I don't think they want to be embarrassed by this whole thing again. I don't see Daniel Jones being there after this year, but I do think that they want to get a playmaker their wide receiver core is asking for some help here and you know maybe they can find lightning in a bottle and try and get daniel jones a a respectable last year and maybe saquon shows up a little bit and you got your o-line short up andrew thomas icky and then you get garrett wilson in here who to me is bar none the best wide receiver in this draft and i'm a bama guy so this Garrett Wilson is a stud and he will be making pro balls and will be, I mean, he's probably the closest he, right now. He's my pick for rookie of the year next year. I'll tell you that. But uh, Garrett Wilson, unless Daniel Jones is throwing him, but Garrett Wilson goes to the giants. Um, next up Atlanta. We'll see if any of these guys or if Garrett Wilson jumps to the Falcons with all the wacky shit they got going on at wide out. Luke, who is the new face in Atlanta come Thursday night? Funny you should say so. The Falcons would be heartbroken in this scenario, in my mind, because they are going Garrett Wilson. This is the one. Wow. Uh, like, I just think they, they, Olamide Zacchaeus is their top wide receiver right Crazy, now. Crazy, definitely. And I mean, God bless I, you, by the way. Yeah. The only pivot that I could see happening is the Falcons, like, are not a good football team. And if they want to take uh, Jameson here, 
anticipating that they might be in the realm to draft Bryce Young next year too. Like that I could see re- reunite them. Like, right. yeah, like sure. Right. Sure. I don't think they'd be totally heartbroken because they're not a good football team and they're not going to be this year. So I, but I think you're right. I think um, Garrett Wilson's the best one in the draft. He's what my first wide receiver. So that's why I threw him in here. He's going to be so good. Russell, who do the Falcons pick here? I too have Garrett Wilson going to All the right. Falcons. Uh, my thought process is, oh, uh, you know, one of the better you. receivers, a guy that can play in any offense, a guy who is reportedly very uh, smart, understands offenses, uh, understands, Great what route runner, to, dude. understands what he's supposed to do. Uh, I think that that will be uh, prioritized for Atlanta. The only thought I did have, honestly, when I was making this pick is, would Atlanta take a quarterback? Now, in my draft, I had Kenny going to Carolina would I take yeah. I put Malik there I don't know I mean him and I don't know do you just stick it out with Mariota for the year or um, Mariota or uh thank you, you know, Russ I've been waiting to hit that you got so it. perfect you you know, well I, I have a homegrown pick here uh gentleman from the ATL uh I'm going with probably I don't want to say my favorite he's a he's arguably my favorite player in this draft talent wise and that's kyle hamilton the safety from notre dame um atlanta always seems to kind of pick safeties in the first round too i don't know maybe that's recency for me there's some cat from virginia not too long ago but um kyle hamilton this might be early people are thinking now i mean a couple months ago it wasn't then it was and now it's not but i'm not worried about all that shit right now stud safety basically looks like a, a, a small linebacker who could play corner better than most corners and play safety like a four, five running linebacker. He's insane, I think. And I think they love him. Um, and they need safety help. They always need safety help, but they definitely, they're not doing shit this year. And like Russ said, would they dabble in quarterback? I don't think that they would pull the trigger on that yet. Maybe later in their draft and try and get like, you know, one of the ones later, Sam Howell, I like a lot, but I think that they try and shore up their, 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 uh, D-backs here and get Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. Um, let's see. I don't hate got it. He's 6'4", nope. 220. It's it's insane, man. Huge it's safety. Insane. Big time. And, uh, man, I'd love to see him in Midnight Green. But let's see who is in Seattle Blue. I don't know if that's an actual term of the color, but nevertheless, the Seahawks at number nine. Russell. Well, according to my mock draft, how things fell, the Seattle – Seahawks end up with Evan Neal at number nine. Not bad, huh? You know, I mean, you know, just how it fell with the two cornerbacks going early and then the quarterback going at six, you know, Evan Neal falls to number nine. And I think the Seahawks would be pretty thrilled, you know. Um, yeah, especially when they're probably not thinking about winning no, the NFC this year, you know. No, no, build up that team. Build up that team. Drew think Lock about what we did. Do you remember where you. we picked Elaine Johnson? Yeah, you four. remember? Yeah, we picked them at four, you know, because we knew we were going to suck. Yeah. Get the O-linemen some some reps and then go ahead and go try and build a team. I, I think uh, even more so than a quarterback, I think it's important to get your O-line some some NFL-ready reps. The same year we, that, that we picked Lane Johnson, do you remember who we got really excited about on day three? Was it like the first pick of day three? Was it, um, was it the was it a quarterback? Mm-hmm. Was it Eric Rowe? No. Oh no, no quarterback. Oh, quarterback. Uh, well, round three, uh, like round three or four. Was it Nikki? No, it was uh, Matt Barkley. 
We were uh, like, yeah, that's right. I do like, remember yeah, that. That's, that's decent fit. Good value. Well, well, yeah, good value because the year before he was a consensus one and got hurt or stayed in well, USC yeah. and shit the bed. Oh yeah, that's right. Holy crap! How about that? Um, well, that just shows goes so, to show. Just so you know, for all those keeping track at home, Brian and I have been watching the draft at least for that long together. Yeah. Oh yeah, together. Yeah, big time. Um, Luke Seahawks. Who we got? My least inspired pick of the top 10. I didn't really know what to do. I, other than again, just opt for what seems like a Seahawks move kind of build the lines. And so I had them go with Jermaine Johnson, FSU, which I think marks what, like our fourth defensive end off the board in the top 10. You know, it's so funny. Luke, me and you have really taken a parallel here going into this draft. I'm, I'm doing it as well. I'm just picturing who is a Seahawk. Who would look like a Seahawk pick? And to me, it's uh, some teams, like I mentioned, Houston, they're getting away from the old school. Oh, we're not we're not picking Thibodeau. It's not, not doing the whole J.J. Watt thing. Let's go get sauce. With Seattle, I don't see them getting away from it. I, but it's not really a bad thing. I see them looking back at the Legion of Boom or, you know, those, those kind of years. And I see them taking Derek Stingley uh, from, from LSU. So that's where I got Stingley going at number nine. Um I'm realizing something now, and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'll, I'll take number 10 here saying that. I'm realizing something after Russ has Evan Neal fall to S- Seattle, and for my reaction, because I was like, holy shit, Evan Neal at nine. What a great pick. Well, I don't even fucking have him in my top 10, apparently, because I have the Jets going with Jamison Williams, wide receiver from Alabama, which would put Evan Neal out of the top 10 for me, which is crazy because some people have him going one um but i think that the jets with getting sauce earlier or i'm sorry with thibodeau earlier getting some big time d help they definitely need to help zach wilson big time and if this might be the first wide out taken of the draft but i do not think that garrett wilson lasts this long i'm going to talk about that in a little bit as far as the odds with that wide receiver shit going on because something's fun if you guys got some money to spend but i got him taking jameson williams torn acl but uh, still a hot, hot commodity from Alabama. Luke, who do you got the Jets taking at 10? Well, you love this kid. And I, too, he's one of those ones that has spent most of the offseason getting mocked to my Minnesota Vikings. Derek Stingley, I just think, is too talented to fall outside the top 10. And in my scenario, I have to say, if I was a Jets fan, I'd be elated because that means they're walking away from this draft with both Sauce and Stingley in the, in in like wow, my Wow, I didn't even, I didn't even put the two and two together. You got them taking the two best corners. Holy shit! Yeah. So I mean, again, that's like a dream scenario for Jets fans, and that's just what I came to based on how the rest of the board broke down. I think you're right, though. I mean, if we go by like all the the smoke and the fire so far, it seems hard for me to imagine the Seahawks actually pulling the trigger on Jermaine Johnson over Stingley. He seems to be a much more popular player at a premium position, but in the way that I broke it down and just kind of fell through Stingley fell, but he wasn't falling outside the top 10, arguably the most talented kid in the whole draft. Yeah. Well, Seattle lost some, some uh, QB rushing talent. So I could see them like Jermaine Johnson's a perfectly Jermaine pick. <laughs> Russell, what do you think about that? That was good. Well, Thank you. Thank you. Russell, who's rounding out the 10 pick mock draft here for the Jets? Uh, I was looking at the Jets needs and trying to decide what I wanted to do because I've seen I've seen uh, different wide receivers mock to the Jets at 10. And in the end, I just refuse to believe that this guy 
falls out of the top 10, this mammoth human, Jordan Davis. I know, yeah. you know, I just, I, I, I think they go defense, defense, Robert Sala. I think, uh, you know, it's just a huge human, you know, in the same, yes, same, uh, same likes as Haloti Nada and like Gilbert Wolf Brown. Fork. If Gilbert Brown had athleticism, yeah, exactly. I mean, athletic, more known for a run stopper, but you know, a huge human. You got to use two people to block him, probably. Uh, you know, I just think that's uh, in my mock. That's 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 how it went. They, uh, I think that they see the depth at wide receiver, and they feel like they could probably get some later in Beautiful. this case, and so they pick up an enormous defensive tackle and a very good defensive. Well, it's a hell of a 10 roundabout there. Uh, if you guys want to check, if you dig what we were saying, go look at what individually they are for pick at that particular uh, spot. Uh, us folks in Pennsylvania, unfortunately, got to cross the bridge if you want to go ahead and get a lot of those. Uh, you can't make really any NFL draft picks because Pennsylvania's strapped asses when it comes to that shit. Um, but make a little trip like I did earlier today, crossed the Burlington-Bristol Bridge and went ahead and pulled over and made some picks, came right on back. So that's all you got to do. But everybody else that has it and that listens, we appreciate you. And if you dig any of those, put a couple dough pieces on it and let us know if it hits. However, we are fans ultimately. And before we get to our prop picks, we just want to kind of give a little bit of our best scenarios. I know a lot of people listening to this are Birds fans, of course, but also we have our wonderful guest host here, Luke, uh, that is a Vikings fan, as you heard, and he kind of hinted as to maybe what his best scenario was a minute ago. Well, let's see, the Vikings at 12, what would be your best possible scenario as a Vikings fan? Yeah, I think the best possible scenario would be somehow, some way, uh, Sauce falling all the way down to the Vikings. Sure. I don't see that happening. So uh, my favorite scenario, um, given that they actually shored up in the offseason, they kind of like plugged gaps here and there. They don't have a glaring need, but also because it's kind of mediocrity in a lot of places. But I think you just pick the best player available in my draft. When I when I looked at it, I said, this is awesome. Kyle Hamilton will still be there. And I'm like, Kyle Hamilton next to Harrison Smith. Yeah, I was going to say, man, what a tandem. Right, two Notre Dame kids playing for my favorite team. Uh, let 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 me dream a little bit. So that's my guy. Well, that gives uh, even more credence to my Hamilton pick earlier because, like, uh, hey, how do Notre Dame uh, safeties done lately in the NFL? Jesus Christ! Yep, yep. Gravy. Well, go Birds, Russell. What would you like? Like, what would be? Like, Luke put it best. I want to say the or yeah, he did put it best. I wouldn't say the best scenario. Maybe your favorite scenario. What would you love for the Birds to do? I mean, for me with the Birds, I think that. If they can get out of the draft with one of now this is, you know, a dream world. If sure. you get out of the draft with one of Sauce, Derek Stingley, Jordan Davis, Kyle Hamilton, or Jordan Davis. One you of said those, Jordan Davis twice. Jordan, oh, uh the, So, so you the really two, want Jordan the two, Davis. The two cornerbacks. The two cornerbacks. Yep. Uh, Jameson Williams. Okay, that's the one you said. Kyle Hamilton and Jordan Davis. Yep. So if you get two of those in the 15th, you get one of those. If you can get one of those. Now, Kyle Hamilton's really interesting because I have seen mocks where he goes three. And I just listened to a podcast this morning with uh, Warren Sharp, who does like uh, Sharp Analysis. And uh, he's he's involved, I think, with the ringer now. Whatever. Anyway, 
they okay. had they had Kyle Hamilton going to the Eagles at 18. They had him falling that far. Wow, just how geez. they and it was it was it was strange. I didn't agree with that uh, with every one of their with every one of their picks, but right. Um, uh, but it was a strange situation where you'd say you could say, yeah, well, I mean, I could see that if if teams are like, eh, we don't maybe we're short up at safety or we don't need another safety, or maybe they just are prioritizing their board is prioritizing you know other positions. And the Eagles don't prioritize linebacker safety or they you better know. start, man. If you don't mind, can I, I'll segue that into mine. Because to me, my favorite, if you wish, scenario is trade the fuck back. I'm, like I told you, Luke, earlier, man, GM at heart. Just get as much. I know Howie likes to do the reverse. As a matter of fact, NFL Network just went uh, with a Rappaport story that the Eagles are looking to trade up into the top 10. And I'm not interested in that. Trade back. Team needs. Defensive line, wide receiver, cornerback, linebacker. It would be nice to trade back. Get a later first and then an extra second. And here would be the ultimate favorite. I'm going to give you what I would love them to do for the if they stayed put at 15 and 18. But this would be my ultimate. Ready for this, Russell? Trade back, get a late one and, a, and an extra second, and wind up with these three. David Ajabo, defensive end from Michigan. George Pickens, wide receiver from Georgia, who I think is phenomenal. And Christian Harris, linebacker out of Alabama. That would be like my favorite. Now, if they stay at 15 and 18, getting a linebacker in the first two rounds this year is just absolutely necessary for this team. And I have no problem breaking the ice. So at 15, don't wait to 18, pick Devin fucking Lloyd, the best linebacker by far in this in this draft. I know N'Kobe Dean, some people one way or the other with him. No one's one way or the other with Devin Lloyd. He's fucking badass, and he's super versatile, and he's one of these linebackers that nowadays it doesn't matter if it's pass pro or Russian attack. He's got it. And I'll take Devin Lloyd out of Utah at 15. First of all, side note, which I do have some dough on, Eagles first drafted player, a linebacker is plus 750 on DraftKings. Just throwing it out there. Took that. Um, and so at 18, Russ, what would I like him to do after doing Devin? You know what I would like him to do at 18? Because I'm, I've been saying it for a long When we had three first-round picks before we did our little swish-swash with New Orleans, I said, all three need to be defense. Now we're down to two? Fine. Keep it D, man. We just need to get this D in order. Devin Lloyd at linebacker, then put that fucking stopgap, that muzzle right in the middle, Jordan Davis at 18. If we can get him at 18. I mean, you got him going 10. That motherfucker falls at 18. Let's go. So that's my – that would be my favorite if they stayed put. Lloyd and Davis, let's go, baby. Yeah, I ended up mocking – like, you know, we mocked the first 10. But in that same mock, I ended up mocking through the 18th pick for the Eagles. And I had them taking Jameson Williams at 15. Obvious, right. obvious need. And then I had them taking Andrew Booth, who's a cornerback yeah. out. Uh, I, I don't think he makes the first round, man. Yeah, I I really don't. I, not I've that I don't like him. That he's like that. People are really really high on him. Maybe that's just smoke and mirrors. But he's had some weird. He's in, had in some the, weird little injuries. Also, in my mock, I had McDuffie, who's the Trent McDuffie, yeah. the other cornerback. I had him go to the Texans at thirteen. I was between McDuffie and Davis here for a little. I was between a lot of people at eighteen, but I don't really like McDuffie that much. But I think that they would pick him. I, I we do need corner help, but you know Slay had a good year last year. He's not super old, but I, Luke, I saw you nodding your head when I was saying Devin Lloyd. Do you do you dig him as a prospect? Well, this is the cool part. My little brother is uh is does Pac twelve work for Sirius, nice. and and he uh, was a shout Utah out to kid. Luke's little brother. 
Yeah, yeah. So he uh, he was a Utah kid, uh, played under Urban Meyer. And by played, I mean walked onto the team and uh, didn't play. But he <laughs> was on the team. And uh, and he loves Devin Lloyd, one of the, the kids he's been highest on since he's been covering the team uh, for a long time. And he just that's says, cool. he says everybody in the program to a man says this is the kind of kid that's like, has like a Rudy like work ethic. He's there yeah. when he doesn't have to be like all he cares about is football. Um, he's just like, he's just one of these guys that barring injury is going to play the game for 10, 12 years, which you, you know, is that's, that's oh, what he yeah. wants to do. So, I mean, I think he'd be really happy as a franchise. Like, you know, these kids don't have long careers. That guy, like you just want to lock in somebody like that in your building and not oh, worry about sure. it. For sure. And, and at a fan base like we, we have, I mean, we'd wrap our arms around that kind of cat. For sure. So I would love I would love to see Devin Lloyd and Midnight Green, whether it be a 15-18 if we trade around. But um, I do like N'Kobe Dean a little bit too. But um, to me, it's Lloyd or bust when it comes to being the first linebacker off the board. Uh, what we're not going to bust on, however, is some prop bets. Let's get some good props. We're going to give you two solid props each and then a Hail Mary prop. Shout out to the Woodman and the Hail Mary parlay from the NFL season that I can't wait to do again, my brother. Love you. Miss you. Uh, Talk to you next week. But let's start with the – oh, wait. Woodman wants us to give props a certain way. Give it to me hard. All right. Let's go ahead and do that. (laughs) Who wants to be the first hard giver? Luke, what's your favorite prop, number one, going into this uh, NFL draft? Well, I must say, if it's if I don't, if I just think this will guarantee you some money or as close to it, and sure. I want to be reasonable, the Malik Willis has like under odds at at ten point five, and I just don't think he makes it beyond pick nine. Like I said, we two of us had him going pick six, and I think the Seahawks uh, either be a trade to someone who wanted him, or um, or just picking him themselves. I don't think he gets past nine, so. Malik Willis, uh, uh, plus 100 to go in the top 10. Wow, how about that? That's not bad bad value at all. Russell? Uh, one thing that I saw that I really like, actually, and uh, it's been you know reaffirmed by us talking about our mock draft, is uh, I like the Charles Cross over six and a half draft position. Charles Cross offensive tackle. Yep. Um, Mississippi State, I believe. Yeah, Mississippi State. They have Fanduel has them at over at, at six and a half. The over at six and a half is plus one fifty four. So you got plus money. People are in love with the Giants taking them. I don't know why. Uh, the majority of mock drafts have them taking them. And to me, I I think they're going to have the choice between Aquanu and, and Neil. Why would you go cross? Yeah, I would agree. So. And we none of us had him in our top ten. Not saying we're the end all be all by any means, but fucking a plus one fifty four. I mean, look if Charles Cross goes uh, at five or at, even at seven, that means that a pretty decent player is being pushed down. For sure, yeah. No, is, I'll root uh, for that. you know is a good situation for the our Vikings and so, yeah. the Eagles. Yes, absolutely. Giddy up to that. Um, my favorite uh, first prop here is. I'm going to give you a minus 110, even juice, regular pick. And right now, that's Garrett Wilson to be the first wide receiver taken. It's pretty much a, a crapshoot between him and, and Jamison Williams. And it wasn't a few weeks ago. And I know you want to go the way the, the, the tide's flowing here. I get it. Uh, Jamison's now getting close to even money. Uh, Wilson's still the favorite, but not as much. But he's just so goddamn good. And I can't see any front office, honestly, Passing up on this kind of a talent. To me, this is like a transcendent almost kind of a route runner. He's 
spectacular as a route runner. And I just don't see a, 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 an honest GM telling himself, okay, I'm going to go ahead and take the guy who just tore his ACL in the, in the championship game. You know, I just can't see them doing that. And Jamison right now, plus 220 uh, to be first wide receiver. So he's still not necessarily the, the, the odds on. But Wilson at minus 110, I got a nice chunky change on that, and I'm expecting a cash. Um, let's go to another prop here. Let's keep getting the, the winners. And this time, Russell, I'm going to take your first prop here, or your second prop, I should say, but you're going to go first in this round. Who's your second favorite prop? You know, based on what we talked about, you know, it's a pretty pretty good prop for plus money is Aiden Hutchinson to be the first overall pick. It's plus 250 on FanDuel. It's not bad. I mean, that's, you know, if you if if you think that that there if you feel that Hutchinson's the best guy, and that in the end, for all the reasons that we talked about, that Hutchinson will be picked first. I mean, why not? Why not throw a little money? No bullshit. A fucking month ago, it was minus twenty four hundred. Yeah, right. So there's probably some rich motherfuckers that are like, let me just go put a hundred G's on this to win. Uh, you know, and I mean, now he's plus two fifty two nights before the draft. It's incredible. Um, and if if the way Luke thinks it'll sway, maybe you know. So speaking of that, what do you got for uh, for another prop here? So oddly enough, I was going to give you Aiden Hutchinson just Let's because go. I had him. But I will say, like, since I'll give you a little free one too, I think the under on six and a half wide receivers in the first round. And I don't know what you're, what exactly I think uh, you're getting right there. I've seen it in, at different numbers, but I, I do like the under at six and a half wide receivers in the first round. I don't think we get to seven. That's interesting. You know, I, I, I we, we could kind of name them if we wanted to make the show a little bit longer, because honestly there are, I mean, so here's the deal. You got Wilson. that's going to go, uh, Jamison Williams is going to go. Drake London's going to go. Alave's going to go. And then, honestly, I mean, Traylon Burks probably will go. Maybe. Yep. Traylon I mean, Burks, George Pickens, Sky Moore, and uh, you could potentially they have uh, Jahan Dotson. Jahan yep. Dotson, you know. I and don't know. Christian Watson. Any of those potentially could, but again, I like this. I, I like the under. Like I, I, I think there's other value to be had in this draft. I like that a lot. Yeah. I could see Burks and I could honestly I could see there being four wide receivers. I could see Burks dropping in the second round too. I know people love him, but to me, all the film that I see on Burks and granted it hasn't been as much as last year. I watched a lot more film last year, but you know, Traylon Burks reminds me of fucking Jalen Rager. Yeah, the the interesting part. I hope you don't. <laughs> I honestly hope this kid is not like that. And I'll say this for you guys: I was really excited to hear. For you guys, I mean, how much fun when you have more than one pick in the first round? I'll say the most um, accurate drafter, Brendan Donahue, last year has you guys landing both McDuffie and Lloyd in his draft. It's like, okay. a, it's like, and it's just, but I can't, I keep thinking the more stories I hear about Traylon Burks. Yes, I know Philly fans have been jarred, and I, I don't even want to mention. No, please John, stop, stop, yeah, stop, yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop I forget right that yeah. the name of the kid. <laughs> Yeah, there's that kid that came right after Rager. We won't talk about him there, to the Vikings. Uh, I forget, oh but like, God. but nonetheless. But come on, guys! Like Traylon Burks is the kid that is the most fun in this draft. He hunts wild boar by hand with his dogs. 
Like people in Philly would love that guy. No, like, they would be... Yeah, because we loved Carson Wentz's hunting prowess. Uh, fair. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I guess Philly. Yes, Philly people like hunt like what like yeah. local uh, like drug addicts on their corner. I don't know what they. I don't know what it's. Well, yeah. They, yeah. Exactly. I, I, I hunt craft ruse from muscles marinara. That's, that's true. That's true. But he's just but, such a fun kid. Apparently, he's just like I'm a damn badass. Damn, being a fun yeah. kid. But it's just, you know, I don't need, I don't need another guy who reminds me of Jalen Rager. I didn't like the Jalen Rager pick in the beginning. I wanted, I wanted some guy by the initials JJ. Um, let's get to some Hail Mary action. Oh, I didn't get my second favorite prop. What am I talking about? Ready for this? I was shocked by this actually. Uh, so much so that this is the most money I put on any bet this week. Um, Ahmad Gardner under four and a half plus one eighty two, and. Sauce, I a lot of people could see him going to the Giants at five. I get it. He's not going past five is basically my point. And he's probably not going one or two. But I got him going to Houston. And if Houston passes up on him, I cannot see any way possible that the Jets do not take Sauce Gardner, honestly, at four. He's an insane talent, better leadership. I get it. Um, you know, a top three prospect could be in the whole draft. I mean, I, I don't. I told you he's not my favorite, but he's still amazing. You know, he's he, Jeff Ukota kind of. He reminds me a lot, um, and he went three to be honest with you to the Lions a couple years ago. So I take Gardner under four and a half. I don't believe I said what the juice was for it. It's plus one eighty two, almost two to one. So if you guys dig it, that's what it was as of ten o'clock and friggin' jersey this morning it could be even better or worse by the time you guys hear this but i'm all about that let's get some money on that now who wants to do a little funky bet to try and really ring in some dough it's the hail mary prop one in which you know it's kind of like hey it's worth putting a couple bucks on to win a few more it's not necessarily we're not necessarily saying it's definitely going to happen it's the hail mary prop of the week luke what do you got well when i looked through we we did these drafts as we said we didn't talk to each other about them and I went and looked at some of the, the the fun long odds after I already had my draft board, and there's a juicy one. Kayvon Thibodeau is plus 700 to be the seventh overall pick. So if I really think I thread that needle with the Giants, <laughs> I mean, I mean that's my like, man loves himself as mock draft. Yeah, but I I mean that's some silliness. The other one, if you really want to go big, is uh, Malik Willis up at second overall. Um, mm. If you th- if you think Detroit is going to go go wow. big or go home, so and he's plus nine hundred there. So that's not bad, actually, Ross. What do you think about that before you make your pick? Could could Detroit just say you know fuck this surfer wacky tooth geek and say let me go with Malik Willis? Doesn't feel like a, you know it doesn't feel like Detroit. That's the direction they're going. I think that they're going to hang with Goff for another year at least and kind of try to build up the team. You know, I think they've, yeah. they, they've got a great opportunity. They're in a good spot to I mean, do imagine, that. Imagine taking, uh, imagine taking, you know, Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett for Detroit and missing out on, you know, Aiden Hutchinson or Trayvon Walker, depending on who falls. Yeah, that's true. Um, if, if, if Hutchinson, I'm sorry, if Trayvon Walker's picked one, there's no way in hell that they don't bring the the, the home talent, the Michigan guy. Can you're right. you know, you're yeah. totally right. You know, yeah. that's the thing. But if if Hutchinson goes first, not only does do we cash that, but then uh, but then I could see I could see them maybe thinking about it. But Russ, what about your hail mary prop? 
I'm just looking through, and you know, like honestly, I mean, based on my mock draft, the expert, um, <laughs> uh, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau at number three, it's plus eight hundred. Wow. I mean, if you think that, if you think that, what I, was honestly, Thibodeau at seven? Honestly, Luke, what was he at seven a second ago? Yeah, Thibodeau at seven is plus seven hundred. That's crazy. How about that? Honestly, the third for at on Fanduel for number three overall, everything is plus money. Stingley's the favorite at plus two fifty for the third overall pick. Yeah, wow. The sauce is plus four. What is happening? Then Trayvon Walker, and then oh Uchi. no, Stingley has may, has bounced up to the sauce realm. Now my sauce pick ain't looking so hot. No, I don't know, dude. But, this is so crazy. I mean, I think that maybe it is just pick your poison for number three. I mean, Houston yeah. could do anything. Uh, you know, if if you're gonna throw a real a real hail mary, like plus eight hundred isn't enough. If you're gonna throw a real hail mary, number three overall, Kyle Hamilton plus five thousand. Oh yeah, no, I could see that too. See, that's the thing. I wish I I would definitely put something on that now that we just shot the shit about it, but I just can't because I'm not in fucking Jersey right now. Now I'll give you a a real hail mary, as you would say, Ross. It's plus eighteen hundred here. And it's now this ain't looking so hot. It's probably a lot more than 1,800. The top five picks to include, not in any particular order, Hutchinson, Walker, Thibodeau, Gardner. And then this is the one that kind of throws it out for a loop. But would I be shocked? that Because I have the Giants taking them at seven. Would I be shocked if they just said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just take them at five just to make sure. And that would be Garrett Wilson. So top five picks to be in some order, Hutchinson, Walker, Thibodeau, Gardner, and Wilson is plus 1,800. So that's my Hail Mary prop. And now it looks like you should put Stingley in that bitch. But you know you know why that happened, Russ? Because literally right before we went on air, just like I was mentioning before, the NFL Network had – uh, uh, what's that dork's name? Uh, Jeremiah? No. Well, well, he's the one you wrote there. No. <laughs> MJT is the biggest dork. That's the first one I gave the second one. In your mind. No, uh, the dude who does the the chef, there, Ian Rappaport, he said that the Eagles are going to be trading up, and then he said that look out for Stingley at three. Yeah. Maybe they're just throwing some shade, then they'll take the sauce, man. We'll see. Man, it's going to be fun. This is going to be – this is kind of why this is the best draft out of all of them because the, these aren't necessarily talents that are transcendental, but they will be – someday and you just want to make sure you pick the right one and doesn't it feel like the draft to be sitting like where our teams are right like without the transcendental talent it feels like hey especially for your eagles like hey we could really pluck guys that we like someone's going to be driven down someone's going to reach someone's going to go above them for picket someone's going to go above. you know somebody's going to reach for talent that's not a top 10 talent and that drives down everybody down the board that you're like, yeah, this is where this guy normally would have gone in any other year or or better. We're getting totally. him in a I way that I love that, that we point, wouldn't. too. And a, and a quick PSA for Birds fans especially. Because I know to me, my heart's been literally, literally in disrhythm from the, a couple picks for the last couple of years. Because I've been so angry or mad at who took them, a.k.a. CeeDee Lamb. Um, but the, take a breath here, Eagles fans, because... I have a feeling what Luke just said is probable that there's going to be some talent that we can kind of pick and choose from instead of being like, shit, there's five to go. These are the four we need. And you just see them get plucked one, two, three. And now you're down to a 50% shot. We were, we were, that would have happened last year until we 
made that trade for Devontae Smith. But it always seems to happen. I think this year, to Luke's point, it'll be like, well, there's, look at all the shit that's fallen. Holy crap. We are up in three picks, and I would love seven guys. You know, so I think it's 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 a fun year to be a, an Eagles fan and probably a Vikings fan as well. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be good, guys. Now, and to be clear, uh, I'm just really happy this year to have carried on this whole conversation. And there's no one sleeping in my line of sight. You know, like like young Woody last year was was resting. <laughs> well, we right. Well, we walked him through. The, the, the brilliance that is the NFL. He does not share our love for the NFL draft and his elderly status makes him incapable of staying up quite late, you know? So, yeah, so. And, and kudos to Muscles Marinara here because it was actually plus 400 that he would make the whole show uh, with eyes open. Cash that ticket, you know? Cash the ticket. The show's not over yet. We're actually going to mock the last 22 picks of the first. No, all right. Sorry, Russell. Yeah, there he goes. He's heading down, ladies and gentlemen. He's out. He's out. <laughs> well, this has just been superb. And I cannot wait for the draft. And I cannot wait to do this again next year. And I cannot wait for everything that has to do with football and betting on football. Um, man, look, the NFL draft in and of itself is spectacular and one of my favorite nights. But doesn't betting make everything better? It does indeed. I'm gonna where have to where do would it. we be without it? I mean, fantasy and, and, and sport. And Russ used to do DFS. I mean, it's not your shtick anymore, really, right? Yeah, without betting, we'd be printing out papers with props and circling and then putting in five dollars. And then I think, <laughs> I think one I think year, it's... I think one year you and I bet like mm-hmm. five bucks on each pick. We did. We made a no, we did a we did a mock for however many, maybe the whole first draft, I think. And I think we put up a 20 bone and whoever had the more picks got the 20 piece. Yeah, I, I, honestly, guys, I, I don't mind buying you guys some beers. Is there any pick that you'd be willing, like, that I can wager a six pack with you? Like, I, I was even thinking about it as we did ours. Like, I was like, That's I don't awful. know, I don't even know if I'm confident in any of my, t- you know, and I, I, I guess, truly, right? Like, I'll offer up mine first. I think Sauce at number four is the pick that I'm most confident about. And, and but that's so you're scary. saying put up a six pack to say what you believe. Well, you know what's f- freaking weird. Mine would probably. Well, I don't know. Probably. I mean, I don't want to do the sellout thing and take Trayvon at one. Mine would probably be Malik Willis at six. Really? Yeah, I just see them wanting to do something funky and sexy, and it doesn't make sense. But I just see them going that way. Russell, what would be like besides Trayvon? What would be the one out of your 10 that you're like, this is definitely going to happen? It's hard to say because when I look at the odds, I mean, it's crazy. Drake London's over-under is 10.5. It's not Cross is 6.5. I'm like, uh, if that's the case, then our mock draft is way off. Way off. Yeah, way off. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think, I think, honestly, the Giants. That was way off. I think the Giants with. Icky or Evan Neal. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that feels like a sure thing. Giants at 5-0 line, yeah. And and honestly, guys, the, the pick I'm most confident about in the draft is if is the Washington Commanders for the first time ever picking. I think Drake London, if he's there at 11, feels like as locked as any player to any team. And guess what? As an NFC East uh, incumbent or whatever, I would love that because I cannot – 
I do not think that he is anything to write home it. about. Guy can't separate, and he's like a jump ball guy. You know who that reminds us of? Oh, hold on, hold on. Exactly. JJ Arthega tight Another. end. Dude. <laughs> I mean, this guy could not look more. Dude, Russell, we haven't even spoke a word about this. The, yeah. the guy reminds me of JJ so much that – it's unbelievable that he's at this point. To me, a big, not a big thing, but when you see highlight film on NFL Network of a guy where everything is him running and basically kind of turning a little bit for and being wide open and catching a ball in the end zone, I, I mean, show something that shows his skill off. Not that he can catch a wide open fucking pass five times. I don't know. Yeah, I think that I think that Eagles fans also have developed a bit of a like a wide mm-hmm. receiver phobia. I was thinking about that today. Like, like we're scared to pick a wide receiver or not pick the right wide receiver. I mean, yeah. you know, we don't do the yeah. picking. We would have picked Justin Jefferson. We would have traded up for CD Lamb. Uh, we would have fucking picked uh, DK Metcalf. We so. would have picked yeah. DK Metcalf or AJ Brown. Um, yeah, that's but, actually my dream scenario for you guys. I mean. DK Metcalf really might be available. Oh, and it for sure. Seems to me, oh, yeah. I, I just oh, like I'm sorry. I, when I was saying all the things like the Kyle Hamilton, all the things, if, if trade them to get Debo, trade one to get Debo, to get DK, to get AJ, yep. whatever, any of them, trade yep. one of the picks for those guys. Absolutely, Agreed. home run. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, it's it it is mind boggling to me that that's not priority number one for so many teams not just the eagles right like these these are proven nfl talents and you can pay them this draft this salary cap is going up people like i mean in your oh, yeah you have hurts under contract as a rookie like a second rounder right like he's not even a first round rookie incredible contract. yeah second rounder yeah because yeah. that because who did i want there russell if we're going to do our little uh jeremy chin jeremy i want jeremy chin so bad i was so excited that we were going to get our safety i want a jeremy chin fucking Oh man, our safety it ruined our family game night, didn't it, Brian? It ruined our family uh, COVID game night over over uh, Zoom. I literally threw a fit and like threw something, and my wife was like, "You don't have to act like that." I was like, "We just picked a fucking quarterback when we could have Jeremy Chin." And look what happened to Jeremy Chin. He sucks, right? No, he doesn't. He's fucking awesome. God damn it. Anyway, speaking of awesome, the show was awesome. Speaking of awesome, you two are fucking awesome. Speaking of awesome. The Woodman is awesome, and he'll be back next week. And speaking of awesome, this show is fucking awesome. At Jump the Sharp on Twitter, you know where to find us. Give a like and give a rating wherever you listen, if you dig. And uh, hit us up at Jump the Sharp on Twitter. Follow us on Twitch as well. Just search Jump the Sharp. We'll be looking forward to doing some fun shit in the future. But everybody, enjoy yourself uh, a nice NFL draft. Oh, man, I can't wait. Luke. Once again, at Fantasy Doc Ock on Twitter, host of the All About Reality podcast. My man, thank you so much for being part of the show. Always good to see you, boys. I can't wait to uh, hit you up on draft night. Wish I could be in your vicinity. It's a good crew, but I, too, will be throwing things with obscure tackles. Don't <laughs> fall to my team or something, and uh, I'll let you know how that goes. So Badass. And on Twitter, at Fifth Floor Felons, it's our boy, Muscles Marinara. Russell, thank you so much once again for being a part of it. You got it. You got it. Thanks for having me, and uh, good to talk to you guys, and let's rock and roll. Giddy up. Ladies and gentlemen, let's jump the sharp once again. Next week, we'll be back with the better half, the woodman, David Woody. Until then, peace the fuck out.